<laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. I've been gone for so long. This is episode eight of the Size Up, um, and I haven't really been around for a few months. Uh, someone told me uh, with podcasting, if, if you record seven episodes, you're doing well with podcasting. And lo and behold, I got to seven. And then the wheels fell off, let's just say a bit. Because um, it's been a strange few months. So it's one of those things like, where have I been? Well, I've been right here in New Jersey in my house. This is my garage gym that I'm in. Um, but I haven't gone anywhere. I, I have not left the state of New Jersey since March 8th. There we go. March 8th was when I landed uh, after this crazy flight. Yeah, I came home that night. Oh, and we went to New York. I forgot about that. I was in Florida, and then I went to New York on March 8th. Right. Anyway, uh, it's definitely been an interesting few months, and I spent those interesting few months with the lady sitting right next to me, uh, my wife Tracy, or better known as Mrs. Pip. And I always wanted her to be a guest on the size up, but I thought it would come way later down the road. Um, I don't know. I just thought it would be way later down the road than this episode. But... We have spent the last, uh, where are we at here? It's September now, so six months, right? I guess this whole deal yeah. Six months primarily together, aside from both being able to leave to go to work. Um, and with the mini pips, uh, Finn and, and Declan, who someday will have their own episode, which will, will probably be pretty amazing. Um, so I thought for this episode back, why not have Tracy join me? Because she's spent the most time with me over the past... Uh, six months and coming up on being married 14 years this Wednesday and together a total of 17 years I believe right we probably have known each other for 18 years so I guess she knows me pretty well when it comes to those types of things and, and just life in general we spend a lot of time together um and we thought the other day why not come back together on here right Trent? Sure. <laughs> so the plan is to not speak about our COVID experience um, because we've already been on a podcast talking about uh, how COVID affected our lives, uh, both as a firefighter and as a physician assistant, um, and how it affected the lives of our children, um, our marriage a little bit. We got into in that podcast a bit. Um, so if you want to listen to that one, um, you can search Stay Healthy New Jersey, Strive to Move. It's episode 52 with our good friend, Dr. Justin. Um, and we really get into just exactly how uh, the pandemic affected us here in New Jersey and our careers and our personal lives a lot. Uh, but uh, that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about other stuff. And hopefully, hopefully have a good time because believe it or not, the idea of uh, this podcast, I guess not the size up, but us doing this together uh, came after uh, Tracy and I had a, had a date night. Um, where the minis were, were not with us, and maybe we had a, a couple drinks at, in a couple drinks in the night, and we just started talking. And Tracy said, "We should do a podcast together." And I had to remind her that I already had a podcast that was out there. Like, why am I going to start a new podcast just so she, she could? Have, we could have one together. Uh, we can just come online together. So um, that, that's where this one's from, and I think 
I can talk a lot about Tracy, but I think it's better if you introduce yourself to the size of listeners because that's something that you have to come look at me that way. Well, it's just me talking. No one wants to hear that. That was the point. There was a lot of this during these past few months where I wanted to come back to podcasting, and I thought maybe I should do a full podcast by myself and just talk about things. And I really couldn't do that. It's like I just couldn't. I don't know. You just can't listen. I can't listen to myself yet. I didn't want Seb to have to edit and listen to just me as well, but it, it's just something that I can't. So, and Tracy knows that. So, just so tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Whatever you like about yourself. Where are you from? We can. I can be like James Gearing. When my good friend James Gearing, Behind the Shield podcast, he is on episode like three hundred and something. He just wrote a book. I have it inside. I'm in the process of reading it too. So. So check out James Gearing uh, behind the Shield podcast. But here he says, "Tell us about your family unit, where you grew nice up, check. and how you were raised." That's a really <laughs> bad accent for James, but I had to throw it in there for him. So, so tell us about that, Tracy. Where are you? Hi, from? I'm Tracy. Uh, this is okay. I grew I was up. Gonna answer you. I know. It's I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I went to college in Pennsylvania. Then came back to New York. Go mules, Miller, mules. <laughs> Lived with my parents while I went to PA school in Staten Island, and then moved to New Jersey when I got a job, uh, which was actually right after 9-11, so November of 2001. Uh, I moved to Jersey and started working in New Brunswick, which is where we ultimately met, and then, you know, Mrs. Pip happened after that, so now we <laughs> live in beautiful Allentown. New my Jersey. family New unit. My family unit. That's what he says. Your family unit. <laughs> Tell us about your family unit. I grew up with my parents, who are still happily married, and a younger brother who's four years younger than me. We had a pretty good relationship. Definitely got better as we got older and had more things in common. But he has uh, my nephew right now, and him and his wife live up in Corning, New York. He coaches football and rugby and is a math teacher, which comes in super helpful when we're doing virtual math. This fifth grade, fourth grade math wasn't fun. Fifth grade math, definitely not even fun. less fun for yes. us. Yes. It's, it's weird, it's funny though, how you said uh, with, with Bobby, your relationship uh, got better as you got older. Yes. And I think that's something that we want to talk about today in this podcast, uh, being together 17 years, married to be 14, is just that, is our marriage what you thought it was going to be 14 years ago? No. Did I think I would be married 15 years ago? <laughs> well, I would hope because we were engaged at this point, so say 16. Yeah, I think ago. it was still questionable. <laughs> yeah. Definitely 17, 18 years ago, I didn't think I'd be married, let alone to you. So awesome. And, but, have to but we both kids. know that that is said with lots of behind the scenes stuff, which is why we decided that we should be talking about it, I guess, right? Correct. Because because that's it. You have these in in life, not just in marriage, but in life, you have these ideas um, about how things are supposed to be, how your yeah. career is supposed to be, how you're supposed to buy a house, have 2.5 kids and a dog, have, uh, it's funny because I say, I'm saying these things like, yeah, we bought a house in <laughs> suburbia on a cul-de-sac, we have a dog, we have two Not kids, perfect. but but like you think about these things, right? And it's like, oh, the, the perfect life or however you want to be, but it's not. 
it, it's so far from it. it. It's nothing in it is easy. There have been so many struggles along the way that um, that you've had, that I've had, that we've had together, that we've helped each other solve. And something that I think for us has been really successful is that we have not always solved each other's problems or our problems, right? We, we've gotten help yeah. from others yeah. to do that. And I think far too many people, when they're chasing that perfection, refuse to want to do that. Well, because what's perfection, right? And that took a long time for, I think, more me, and it's something that I still struggle with, as opposed to you, is, like you said, every, let's say people say every little girl has this idea of what they're going to do when they get older and have a husband and kids and a house. And I say I didn't think I would be married 18 years ago because I didn't have those. I thought I was going to grow up and have a job and travel all over and work in medicine and be really committed to things. And I wasn't going to have time for all the rest of that stuff because I didn't think I needed that. And I really hadn't been with anyone that I thought was enough to marry at that point. I didn't know what it meant. Um, so that was a huge change, I think, when even pretty early on in us dating that we realized that there was something different happening. I think it took both of us a little bit to notice it and then admit it to one another. But that was, and we did definitely did not talk about it until way after we got married. I was just saying, yeah. I, I was like, this happened. Like, what, what like, we were kind of surprised that we both felt the same way. So we went off and got married. <laughs> you know, that's what you got to do, I guess, at some point when you're, when you're you know, Rob house. Yeah, Rob Bailey says it in the song uh, where he's like, you know, I'm doing life. I have the job. I have the wife. Like, yeah, we, we were doing that. We had both, we had really good careers. We had a house. So let's get married, and we did, and, and I'm not even really sure. I mean, it was after kids when we finally came to that type of conclusion, almost, I think, if I had to. But that's okay. Yeah. Right? Like, like I think, too, if someone heard that, they'd be like, oh, my God, you made every decision wrong in your life. But I don't think it was a wrong decision. I just think it was, it was that's what we did, and we had to work on it. We had to work and grow. Right? Yeah. Well, I think we... I think we came to the realization pretty early on as a married couple that marriage is almost like having another job. But it's doesn't like, pay that well. <laughs> it pays differently. Differently, yes. But it's also one of the most important jobs you'll have. I mean, and we even after kids have talked about it where it's more important than your children because if you are not happy in your marriage, you're not going to be a happy individual, therefore you are not going to be a happy mom or daddy. And that just makes for your whole family unit to break down. So I think even though looking back on it, when we made the decision to get married, I'm not saying we did it for the wrong reason. I definitely think we did it for a good and a right reason, but there definitely could have been more work put into it um, and consideration maybe. But also, we've come to learn that you're just not capable. I mean, we were older. You know, I was almost 30 when we got married compared to a lot of people that we knew. But I still don't think that at 30, I was capable of thinking that way. Like, you no. need to have no. so many more life experiences in order to be able to reflect on all the other stuff. 
which it, and again it, it goes back to that like chasing that perfection when you have these younger girls or boys it's an idea yeah they have this idea that it has to happen it has to this is what i need and it's not that it's a bad thing to have those ideas but you, you need to realize that it's not just going to be like overnight poof it's kind of like when when we brought Finn home from the hospital, you know, they they you spend they let you bring him home. Yeah, they let you bring the kid home. <laughs> I mean, right now they let you bring him home in twenty four hours. It was, we had a couple days, yeah, a couple days in the hospital extra of folks helping along. But um, it's like, I guess it's like my best and worst memory all wrapped into one. Where we went, came home, and we introduced them to the dogs because that's what we had to do. And we put them in that little bassinet thing that was in our living room because someone said we should have this thing in their living room. So sure, we put the boy in the thing. <laughs> he was sleeping. We were both in our like spots on the couch, and we're like, "Now what do you? What? What? Yeah. There he is. He's right there." What do you do? There was no instruction manual. There was no, no. Google. I mean, if Google existed then, I guess now you can probably yeah. do you do it. Pops up. But again, like you're like you have to learn these things, and I think those are the experiences that you having the baby. You think about <laughs> bringing the baby home. You're like, well, I actually did, and right. then you have to grow from there because you don't know that those are things you have to think of until they happen. Like I said, I, I we didn't talk about, you know, it, it wasn't on purpose that we didn't talk about it, but we didn't go into, you know, what was going through your head when you decided, like, I was the one you were going to marry, or what, what was going through your head when you decided, you know, yeah, I'll spend the rest of my life with this person. We were just... Because when you're in the moment, you're just living it, and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm going to get married. This is great. It's the next progression in what I have to do in life. And when you sit back and think about it, you're like, wait, why did I make that decision? It was just about having kids, too. Like, I can remember thinking, kind of be cool to have a kid. I can also more vividly remember thinking, Nah, this is not what I want to do. I don't want kids. Like, again, it was another thing that I never saw myself doing. But in the situation that I was in almost 11 years ago, it was kind of like, nah, this is a good thing. Like, I'm with this person and we could totally do this. And when I think about my feelings prior to that, when I was younger, before I was married, even when we were early married, I just, I, I wasn't, your mindset changes. And I know at least for me, that's really scary. Because again, the idea of perfection or the idea of planning your life out when you're in your teens, your 20s, you know, I got a graduate degree. I had a great, you know, I have a great career as a physician assistant. I wanted to be, you know, big bad physician assistant, working in emergency medicine not having another care in the world, being able to dedicate all my time to my job because I thought that that was what was going to give me the validation that I needed. I didn't realize that that could come from other places. But I could not have had this conversation with anybody even 10 years ago because I didn't realize that that's what I was looking for. But it took all of this, getting married, having kids, I think partially the pandemic that we're not going to talk about to realize that that's what I was looking for. And I think 
that's part of why we decided to talk because we approach this in a very different way. But we arrive, we have these divergent roads that kind of straight. come together. They, and they kind of curve <laughs> a lot. Like, like they're, they're not always parallel. Definitely almost never parallel. They are sometimes completely opposite, but we somehow come back to the middle and we're able to exist together pretty goddamn happily most of the time. It's a bad reading, by the way. <laughs> but you're right. And I that's the crazy part about all this oh, again. Well, you don't know, you don't have to be clean. I mean, we're never, it's never clean, but I really do try. I am trying to, so the kids could watch this sooner than later and not see us curse again, even though our kids separate with curse. But it's that non perfection, right? That's what I think we always come back to in our lives, whether it's career, whether it's kids, whether it's the couple. And we made some notes, so we're like a little all over the place with our notes, of course, because that's the way we are. And I think. Having someone uh, that doesn't always agree with me, uh, or rarely agrees with me, I don't know if that's the word I want to say, but it, it, we're so different that we can complement each other on that. And I think a lot of people run into um, avoiding conflict, let's say. Is that a good way to say it? Where it's not yeah. that we have negative conflicts, but we're not the same. We have a lot of heated discussions. There's a lot of heated discussions about different things, different worldly topics it could be worldly topics or where this picture is going to go on the wall right but it's life you know what i mean if you surround yourself with people who consistently agree with you and do i like to do the bobblehead you know like the bobblehead guy who just goes like this and everything is yes 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 your personal growth is going to go nowhere you're not going to be able to change in any way and even with the boys like to have the boys see us not agreeing on every particular thing, I feel like we're teaching them how to be better people. You know, we're teaching them how, we're teaching them conflict resolution. That's a big term. We're not necessarily, you know, but we're teaching them how to interact with others. Yeah. And when it comes, I mean, they, how many times have they said to us, like, why are you guys fighting? Why are you guys fighting? We're, and we tell them, like, we're not fighting, we're discussing things. Now, yeah. I will wholeheartedly admit, and Pip knows this, obviously, like, I tend to be very Brooklyn and loud for no good reason most of the time. Um, I have to constantly remind myself to lower my voice and change my tone, but over the 17 years, a certain person has come to notice that when I'm really angry, as opposed to, you know, Tracy's just getting loud because I tend to think it gets my point across. It's like turning the radio down when you're trying to find somewhere on directions. <laughs> it doesn't really serve a purpose, but that's what you do. <laughs> I just, I tend to speak really loudly. I get super emotional and Her sometimes comes it comes out. So she speaks like a New Yorker all over again. <laughs> And I'm like, wow, like now things are getting serious. Right, but things also get very serious when a certain person is not loud and does not give that back to me. And then I get annoyed because I don't think that he is appreciating the, the emotions that I have related to whatever we're talking about. And sometimes that can just be, you know, the other day moving a piece of furniture. But 
It was a really big piece of furniture. Yeah. It was a tight, a tight term that we had to deal with. But again, it's these things that like it's not perfect. And I just keep going back to that. And I don't think I don't think when we hatched the idea for this podcast, we, we kind of had some other thoughts about this. It definitely wasn't this like not perfection thing, but I really feel like that's a big part of what can change. Yeah. You know, physically, mentally, you know, people at work, like, oh my God, you're lieutenant, you have to have every answer. And I'm like, no, I, I definitely do not have to have every answer. It's well, and it's, it's, there's different, um, I don't know what the word is, like angles of what we're, it's I mean, you know, I hate the word perfect, but yeah. it's different. It's my idea that I have in my head has to, stand next to the idea that you have in your head that sometimes we don't always share with one another which is another you know couple thing to work out and then there's the idea of how we want our marriage to be so there's an idea of perfection there there's an idea of perfection of what we want our family unit of four to be what we want our two kids to be the idea of like what i want for you as far as being better or being the person that I think you can be, there's that same thing that you have for me. So it's all of these existential ideas that are floating up there that we, I think, took us a long time to have the confidence as a couple to sit down and talk about. Because there are definitely things that, you know, I say that make you not happy, you say that make me not happy, and things that we disagree about going forward with our family or marriage, whatever that may be. And I think it took us a little bit to understand that there is no, uh, it, it's not on purpose. Like if, if, if I say something that does not suit you or that you do not agree with, or you do something that in my head, I or don't do something in my head that I thought you should have done. You're, you didn't make that conscious decision to hurt me, to say, yeah, I'm yeah, not going to do that so, because I'm mad at Tracy. But I think that that took a long time, and I think that that's a big thing that I see a lot of couples struggle with. And I know I've said this to friends when they're like, you know, oh, man, I'm so mad at my husband. And I'm like, why? And they'll say something, you know, whatever it is. Could be as little as, you know, he, he didn't do the laundry today. I'm like, did you ask him to do the laundry? No, why should I have to ask him? This was a huge argument between us for years, for years, because I purposely thought he was just leaving me all the laundry. It sounds ridiculous now, but it took someone from outside of our unit, from outside our family, outside our relationship to tell me, Tracy, he's not doing it on purpose. Like, this like, is you an unconscious effort. Like, you can totally run out of order. And then have to be reminded. <laughs> a total thing that is totally okay. Just wear the underwear. But I mean, if you simply go back to, I think yeah. that is one of our huge couple things that, like, we, I know I at least have to remember a lot for myself. Like, he's not doing this on purpose. Or he is not, I don't want to say on purpose. It's he, not like a benefit thing. Correct. Like, correct. Like that's, so that's something too, in, in, again, because that's hard life. to remember that you can't read each other's minds. Even even now in, in life around you, like people aren't doing things vindictively. Most people, most people, <laughs> most people. but in the, the majority of people to me are not doing things vindictively just at one other person. Right. And you feel as though 
oh my god, that person is doing this yeah. just to make me mad. Yeah. And, and and you're like, no, they're not doing that. I'm not doing that. Today. I'm not not doing. I do the laundry, by the way. <laughs> I do everybody's laundry, except Tracy's. But like, I'm not not doing the laundry because uh, here's a simpler one. Well, no, I shouldn't no, say that. No, but the laundry is a simple one where like. And even some days, I'll do the laundry. I'll put my, my clothes in the wash. And like eight hours later, be like, oh, my clothes are still in the wash. Yeah. I totally forgot. I moved on to the next task. That's me. That's my crazy mind, the way that it works. I'm, I'm that ADD, whatever. Yes. I don't even know where you put it in the, in the realm of things. But I didn't forget. It has two modes. Extreme focus and no focus. <laughs> Which is good. In Most of the time, things. they work well together. <laughs> Luckily, in, in <laughs> my career, extreme focus at the emergency seems to be uh, Excel, let's call it, or whatever you want. But, to do, but again, I think we, when we came up with the thought of sitting down and talking, that was a huge thing that we, that at least I brought up, that, you know, if you can't sit down as a couple and say what's in your head, without being afraid of the other person getting angry, without being afraid of the other person wondering why, or, you know, and not expecting questions, then where are you as a couple, you know? And, and also the confidence, because I think that goes along with this idea of perfection, is that confidence and selfishness are like sometimes bad words in society. And that's something that we've learned together, I think, is how to use those words appropriately and how to structure our relationship and ourselves around them. So if I don't have the confidence to tell you what I need from you, you you even though we've been together for so long, like sometimes I'm we just don't get it. Yeah. Right. There's just this. you know, Pip's not the one that's gonna tell me, you know, I'm gonna come downstairs and he's gonna be like, You look fantastic today. Sometimes it happens, but for the majority of the time, it just doesn't. Because in his head, he's like, I, I like you, I love you, I'm married to you, like, you should know this. But lots of women know, you know, that's something we need to hear. Sometimes I have to gently remind him, like, it'd be nice of you to give me a compliment sometimes. His <laughs> compliments too. are, damn, that was a good workout. <laughs> I think too, though, but, but something that I know you've taught me about me, and I think a lot of everyone does this, you don't realize you're doing it, is that, like, you say things in your head, but they don't come out of your mouth. Well, it's like thinking like, you replied to the text message. Yeah, and you didn't, or thinking you get sent after right. you replied to the text right. message in today's world. It's the same thing, where, like, I'll text a novel to someone and not hit send, and then right. be like, I didn't think you meant to text me back. Then I go look, and I'm like, oh, I didn't hit send. It's the same thing as Tracy comes down the stairs, and I'm in my head, I'm like, damn, she looks good, but then I'm like, oh, a butterfly, look over there, and I don't say, oh, Tracy, you look good, and when we look at, uh, I don't want to say like movies and TV as examples, but you know, those lines, those scripted lines people read, you know, from their script, of course when the woman comes, the wife comes downstairs, the husband's like, damn, you look good, because someone wrote that for that guy to read, it's not life, right, and that's, Again, chasing that perfection, the ideal, the ideal yeah. of it all. And having to step out of your comfort zone in whatever that is for you with your, your spouse or with anyone, your friends even. At this point in life, this year, it's definitely been a unique experience for everyone involved. Um, 
it has been a big thing. Yeah. And again, it's taken us 17 years of, of work and of um, uh, ups and downs and highs and lows. And I think where I want to kind of go with this is like the work isn't done either. No, I think it's ever done. No. And, and then that's something that a lot of times when people fail, whatever it may be, their marriage, their job with their kids, their relationship with their parents, um, you know, the thing is, it, it's yeah. that they didn't put in the work. Like, well, and because when you think you're done, I don't, I, I don't want to say done. When you think you're, when done. you think you're, when you think you're posting, yeah. yeah. I mean, think about it. You know, now we're six months into a pandemic. We're like, all right, we got this. Like, we know what we're doing. You know, it, the four of us are kind of like we're into a jam <laughs> where we're going nowhere, but we've and found entertaining things to do. But, you know, there's always adjustments that have to be made. There's always something that's going to be different. You know, it was a huge thing adjusting to him traveling when he first started going places with 555. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm used to having someone who works 24 hours, is home for three days. I can go to work, not have to worry about what's happening with the kids because I know somebody's there. Well, poof, now I'm going to travel. Who had to make all the changes? Mostly me. <laughs> And that was a huge piece. Of, that was a huge factor of animosity for a while. But then March happens and nobody's going anywhere. Now for Pip, it was like, Jesus, I'm home all the time with these people. Like, and now he has to adjust to the fact that the kids and I got in a pretty good routine without him being there. You know, and, and I remember maybe by like April or May, you saying like, I can't believe how much I've actually been gone because now I'm here it's all crazy. the time. It, so, so for those of you who don't know that the not-for-profit that I run, 555 Fitness, we travel a lot. We do a lot of uh, outreach, I guess would be the yeah. best word to go. Um, and I would be gone, aside from my, my 2472 schedule at a firehouse, it got up to about once a month. I was probably gone for three to four days stints. Sometimes more. Sometimes more, yeah. for sure. Sometimes more. But that was... He never project. believed it was more. I know, but it was, <laughs> it was hard to really realize yeah. that. Yeah. And, and I appreciated what Tracy did while I was gone with the boys, what our family did to step up to allow this to happen. Um, but at the same time, I was finding this fulfillment and yeah it was that validation again it's that validation that we don't know that we need sometimes that you were getting externally because yes. it Very was true. you know you were getting to be with like-minded people and you were getting to share your talents with other people not that you don't do that now but it was this rush of validation and that's when you you know that's how we get our endorphins going and that's what makes us feel good and sometimes that's like the biggest thing that people need to find what makes them happy. And again, as a couple, sometimes it was hard for me to watch you do that and know that I couldn't make you happy like that. But I had to step back and realize that it's a different kind. It's, it's totally different, different because yes. you're happy there, but then you come home to us and it's a different kind of happy. And as much as our family and our relationship is important, like we need those external things too, because it can't be all or none. 
Yeah. Because if, again, just like if you're not a happy couple, you're not a happy person, you're not a happy parent. If if you're not happy when you're outside of your nuclear relationship, you're not going to bring happiness with you. I, I can't, everything can't be this. You have to be getting your external means of Yeah, you can't, you can't base it all on one thing. You can't base it all on career. You can't base it all on family. You can't base it all on fitness or on right. sports. You know, for, for professional But I think that's something watching. that you gave right. to me for, you know, it's kind of what balances us out because it's, a, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me, me, the person, to find that. And, and you know, like I said, it was my career. I always thought it was going to be my career. I thought I wasn't going to have anything else except my career. And my career was going to work, seeing patients, fixing them, coming home and feeling great about it. Where now I realize that it doesn't have to be all of that. And now, you know, I work in advocacy and I help colleagues and, you know, I help patients in different ways. And I realize that that is a lot of what makes me happy. But I couldn't put that all together until, you know, it took you a while to tell me, like, Tracy, you're doing all this other stuff. You have to give yourself credit for it. And just like I tell you a lot of times, like you have to give yourself credit for all the stuff that you're doing with other people. You have to remind me of the same thing. And again, that's why. So if I throw over here and come back together. It's very hard to see, right? It's very yeah. hard to see yeah. what you're doing and, and, and as, as they said, in front of a rock in outside space for right. others. You know, it's very hard to see, even though you know, the size of people have been reaching out to me asking when I'm going to do another episode. I, I want to see you. I want to be a part of all of this. What's up, Pikachu? Nothing. Okay. You want to come say hi real quick? Okay. Come here. By the way, we're doing this early on a Sunday morning, but someone has still managed <laughs> to wake up. Say what's up. Hi. That's Declan. He's just as Pikachu from his night. I'm going to get some cereal and have some breakfast or something, all right? Okay, right. I'm seven. He's and he's seven years old. That is correct. Second grade, big time. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Sunny these. We got some sunny these for him. But um, oh no, no, what was I? You know, it's gonna help me out. What was I saying? Help me out. Uh, we were talking about like knowing, not realizing like what you do for other people. Yeah, and you're out there, and you don't necessarily realize that you have it outside space like this antiviral. someone close to you pointing out those things, it's a big deal. And for Tracy as a physician assistant, when we met, um, I was working EMS, she was working in the ER at a level one trauma center. Like, uh, she was in, in the shape of medicine, let's just call it that. Fast paced emergency medicine, easy enough. Mm -hmm. And as her career progressed, she left that fast-paced world of emergency medicine and transitioned, transitioned into more of a hospitalist and seeing patients in the hospital, which is not that extreme immediate adrenaline rush, immediate, yeah, immediate gratification. And she also took on a leadership role um, on a state level of physician assistants. And I was trying to support her in these efforts, um, some of which came very easy to her, others of which did not. And she had to put in work on her own to make it successful. And she 
has changed um, directions a little bit when it came to medicine, I guess a few times. And seeing her struggle with those changes, in my mind, I'm like, how am I going to support Tracy to get her to where she needs to be, not even knowing where that was? <laughs> and um, I even think there was a few times where, in out of just frustration, I was like, go the hell back to the ER, we'll figure this out. You know, go back to get that gratification. But she has now found a place in medicine that is really suiting her again on a different level. Right. right? And I mean, it may change, it may not, but. Yeah, I think, again, that's something that we balance each other out because, you know, one of my you know, gripes on bad days that I say to you all the time is like, you are constantly happy. You have a, a career and a job and a place that you want to go to. And sometimes I know you want to be there more than you're here. You know, that 72 hours is up and Pip's ready to go to work because he gets to hang out with his friends. He may get to do something cool and spray some water. and he's all excited. I, I get excited to go to work. It's not the same. Oh, it's because a different it's a different, correct. And sometimes that breeds a little bit of jealousy because, you know, I want to be happy. I, but we can't, and sometimes we're both happy at the same time. So, you know, there's always a checks and balance. One person in, this was another group lesson I learned through, you know, therapy after pregnancy and, talking to people in a relationship, any relationship, but especially in marriage between two people, there's always gonna be, it very rarely is 50-50 where you're both getting and giving exactly the same, right? This may be an opportunity to have 50-50 in this podcast. <laughs> but, you know, there's very often always going to be someone who is needing more. So that means if this person needs more, the other person is giving more. It just, you have to be really careful that it doesn't tip over. Because if the one person keeps needing for too long and that other person keeps giving for too long, I think that's when things kind of peter out and you forget why you're doing this. You know, there are times where I know that you need way more from me and I give that to you. But I know that eventually, the tide's going to turn and I'm going to have a bad day or a bad week and I'm going to get that back for me. I think it's when that tide doesn't turn or when you don't step back and say, whoa, wait a minute, we need to figure out like why we're so far on that end for so long. I think that's when people just throw in the towel because you forget, you forget how good it feels when you're almost here. Yeah. Like it feels really good when you're here, when we can sit and talk and, you know, I think even, Definitely seven. I think even five or six years ago, we couldn't have sat down and had a conversation like this. No, be, and again, we were also dealing with a whole right. You're in the thick of yeah, you know, newborns and yeah. stuff, but things were just a lot different. Yeah, and, and we were different, and we were younger. And I think it takes going through everything and appreciating every little thing that happens to look back and say, I we can do this and we can make each other better, make ourselves better, make our, our relationship better and share that. I mean, I know when I first brought up the idea of talking about it, like you weren't completely on board. No, for sure not. No. Just like you're not completely on board with like putting yourself out there to begin with, even though everybody thinks that, you know, Pip gets out there and talks to people like, 
that is something that your humility is something that you struggle with. I don't because I don't. But think, that's what I push yeah. you to. <laughs> because I not think, struggle with. I don't think what I don't think I'm doing. Right. It. I honestly right. don't even notice that I'm doing it when I think about doing it. I'm like, well, I because it's a part of your personality yeah. that I love so much. Because you just, I keep looking at what you wrote down yesterday. Like you, you just don't apologize for wanting to do what you want to do, what makes you happy, and what is going to make you a better person, ever. There's no, it, it, it's again, it's learning that the word selfish is not a bad thing, because being selfish is providing nourishment for yourself first, because if you are not happy, you can't make other people happy, or you can't project that into the relationships that you have. So you never, whether it's, I want to go work out today, I want to do this, like, you've said those things to me from day one, and sometimes I have to remind myself, like, on the days where I want to strangle you, like, that's why I love you, you know, like, why am I out here working out with you five, six days a week, because we decided this is something we're going to do together, but there are plenty of days that I'm just like, I can't do it. I get back from work late or, you know, I'm just struggling because males are different than females and Pip's out here working out by himself and I'm pissed sitting inside because I'm like, I'm sitting in here by myself and I've been at work all day and we could be sitting here talking, but he needs to do this and he's not going to deny himself that. It's strange. It's definitely a strange feeling where and i'm not doing it because i'm mad at tracy no i'm doing it because like like tracy says it's what i need it's what we've learned over time keeps me even keeled right but it's what a lot of people can't appreciate they don't understand like it even it you know i remember you telling me like just find something you want to do and just do it and that was really hard for me because i think growing up being a, a young person in my career, getting married, like I always was looking for validation from other people. It goes back to that validation thing and that idea of perfection. You're trying to get here. How do you know you get there when people tell you you did a good job? Instead of just internally feeling like you did something good, you feel like that most of the time. When you don't feel like that, when you are unable to feel in your head like you're doing a good job, or you're unable to feel like, I'm happy about that, that's when I know you're struggling. And it happens just not very often. It takes a lot to get you to that point. It does. And a lot of it still, even for me, occurs in, inside my head. You know, right. like I, I, have I don't know that I have to ask you to tell me those internal struggles and that's what had been going on with me and, and kind of why the size up there wasn't more episodes for the past few months because I've been having internal struggles of how am I gonna keep a national not-for-profit running during a global pandemic not being able to travel not being able to get that validation for myself and my team you know my, my, my team has been my biggest concern over the past uh, six months. Six months. I was going to say like three months because <laughs> in the beginning there were so many. But when it comes to not and and we decided we're living. Once and again, don't think I'm putting my team ahead of, of, of Tracy and, and my family and things like that. No, 
but, but one of my biggest struggles wasn't Tracy and, and my family during those times. It was how am I going to keep this group of amazing people who are around the country mm -hmm. together when mm -hmm. we can't do what we didn't even know gave us that elevation. Right. You know, you right. realized that a long time ago, yeah. being the people that were doing it so often, when it got taken away from us, we all were lost. And we tried. We tried Zoom. We tried phone calls, we, we, I tried anything I could think of to keep this thing together, and it fortunately still is, but my biggest struggle was, was making it, trying to make it happen, and at times I didn't need to, you know, the right. team really no, stepped up on their own. It was tried. that sense of, because I think you just have this inherent sense of leadership that, and, and as much as you say that you're not the person that everybody looks to, like, you are. And again, it's that humility that doesn't allow you to say, you know, yeah, I'm the person, but it's also, but that's also what makes you have those feelings. I think if, if you didn't have the feeling of, oh man, like, what am I going to do for my team now that we can't go to FDIC? Like what, I mean, I remember it, it was heartbreaking to watch that be canceled. As much as I hate FBIC, I've hated it for years. It is the worst week of my life as Mrs. Pip because it is no phone calls from daddy. It is, you know, seeing pictures 24-7 on social media of daddy having a really good time with people that he loves hanging out with and meeting all sorts of different people and having fun doing what he loves doing. And again, it's where that jealousy comes in. But, it, you know, it's a week of having to explain to the boys, like, we're not going to talk to daddy tonight because he's out talking to other people, which we've just come to accept. But that's also what makes you really good at 555, really good at being a lieutenant, really good at being a dad, really good at doing this podcast, is that you don't see yourself that way. Like, you're not, you know, you don't have this big aura that you're projecting. It just happens really naturally and again as the other half of the couple sometimes that's really hard because i do see it and i have to remind myself you don't have i mean we joke all the time like you know watch out pip's big head but it's really it's not like it's a joke because you're not like that it's, and, it's, and, yeah it's hard to realize especially you know in the climates of social media and and people people stop me when we're out with other people and you know that that becomes a big joke when you're out with other people and people say oh you five <laughs> pip like where and, and it, it, it's this just thing that has occurred right in our lives and with you know me being gone and, and feic is, is definitely <laughs> the biggest show of the year i mean i i, <laughs> I come home and it's it's I'd rather sleep for a week because right. it's, it's just everything. But it definitely took me a while, too, to understand Tracy and the boys' feelings about when I was gone. Um, and trying to make that conscious effort to call home or FaceTime home more because you're just, you're in the thick of this whole experience wherever you are. And um, Tracy has gotten to travel with, with me um, a few times now. We've gone briefly. Briefly. A few yeah. came to L.A. and you came to... To Arizona, but you got to yeah. experience yeah. this, um, and I tell people too. It's a different world. It is. It, it, it really is. I don't change. I don't. As Tracy kind of said, like I don't change for anybody. No. I'm, I'm me. 
still to the core. But when I go, people laugh because they're like, "How like you live with him?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think, but it's just, yeah, it's just you. It's, it's just me. I mean, you yeah. know, when, when I there's no on. I mean, you laugh and you're like, okay, like especially FDIC. Like, okay, I'm on. I'm, I have to be on now. <laughs> He'll call me at five o'clock in the morning and be like, you know. I just want to call you now because I know I'm not going to talk to you the rest of the day because I got to be on all day. You know, I'm going to be talking to people and I'm not going to have a voice. And, but, and people see you and they're like, oh my God, like he turns it on and he's talking to everybody. But Pip is like that when we're out to dinner. Like he'll talk to the people at the next table that we don't even know. And that's something that, again, like I have come to love because that's not me. Like I'll sit there and not talk to anybody. So, again, we balance it out because sometimes I'll tell you to shut up and sometimes you tell me to go talk to people and that that has helped, you know, yeah. it's, it's, again, confidence and, and the sense of just wanting to be better and we, as a couple, I think, as individuals and then as a couple, like, want to be better for ourselves and our kids, but we also want to be better for each other. So that we can keep going forward, and 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 I think too with that it's learning. Like I like learning about different things, different people. Yeah. Um, and and I do that through talking to them. I don't necessarily do that through reading textbooks or things like that. You know, we we often joke that like if if uh, chemistry was based in eighties movie lines, <laughs> I would be a genius chemist type person. And you think about that, and you think about getting out there, and, and yeah, sometimes you have to tell me, like, all right, enough, please stop. It, or, all right, we're here to be together. Or we're here to be together, not to talk to other people. Other people, and you'll, <laughs> <even> to <laughs> people, and um, I think someone would probably comment on this if they were commenting or listening to this podcast, but they would be like, you know, you even said to me, like, I have to go back to my head. Because like, I'll just get in the moment of trying to experience more about someone else. Um, to learn from them and to become better. And that, that's something that I think a lot, again, a lot of people just don't understand and don't want to understand that that's what they're doing. I think they're doing it, but they're not understanding that they're doing it. You know, it's that selfishness. You know, you used that word a while ago and I wanted to kind of key on it and I didn't. But like when we think of that selfishness, it's almost like a Scrooge McDuck type theory that like you're selfish everything is about me 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 you know you work out it's just about you it's all about you and your hair and this and that it's okay to love yourself you know it's okay yeah. to like yourself and you can't succeed in life if you're not feeling good about yourself right and right. it doesn't have to be this extreme you know vanity like oh my god look at me i'm so great oh i can't it's nothing no, it sometimes just has to, but, and sometimes it's, yes, you have to love the person that you see in the mirror, and, and sometimes you have to hate, sometimes you have to hate the person you see, yes, yes, right, like you have, it, it has to go, it's, again, there's that word, that dichotomy, <laughs> yeah. but it really is that dichotomy, yeah, like, some days I wake up, and I'm like, dude, like, it's just not, happening. right, Right. But you know it's not happening and you have to make it happen. Other days right. I get up and I'm but like... But that's when you lean on the other person, I think. That's it. Both of those times. Those days that you wake up and you're just like, man, it's not happening today. 
those are those days that you know you may be giving a little you, you may be taking a little bit more from the relationship it's those days that you wake up and you're like man you're in the mirror and you're brushing your teeth and you're like today's gonna be a great day and you put on you know i get dressed and i'm like man okay this outfit looks great today i'm going to work i'm gonna have a badass day some of those days are my best days and i can give you so much more of those days you know, like I have, I, I, you know, I can come home and be like, we're going to have a great workout. Let's work out. It's going to be awesome. I'll run, I'll do burpees, like whatever, because I know that makes you happy. Those days where I wake up and I'm like, none of these pants fit. I don't like how any of this looks. I'll work out. But those are the days that it's like, all right, we're going to do upper body stuff and we're not going to do burpees. And you're going to tell me that it was a good workout because you know, or you may not know, but you will know through me telling you, verbally or not verbally, know. like today so is the, a hard the, day. Yeah, but, and again, the coaching. And that's the advantage to having another person. The instructor in me picks up on subtle cues from <laughs> people. It's something that I kind of just, I don't know, I have inherently in me. And I know that I can see that Tracy was struggling. But if I say like, wow, you did... You jumped your feet back with every burpee. Or like, you know, you did box jumps for me. You just did 72 jumps, not any step-ups. I watched you jump 72 times. Because um, Tracy is not the best with box jumps and has missed the box a few times. It's on video there. But, you know, I'll know that I need to cue in on those types of things. And I really try hard. But I think something else that we have successfully... Um, done with our relationship on marriage too is we've relied on other people to help us yeah you know tracy has friends that um, are my friends but we do not have the same relationship tracy and, and they have um and they're both male and female and i have the same in my life friends that tracy is not necessarily the best of friends with both male and female that we rely on as being the best of our friends um to help support us in other ways right um and it's it's unique because there's definitely a sense of jealousy that comes on both. You can tell for both of us. Yeah. No, you're, I mean, I, well, it also is because we're both, I think we're both also probably more me than you. Um, and again, it took me a while to get there. We're both like brutally honest with our friends. Like we don't share, just like we're talking about things here. Like we, I, we share anything. You know, as I know, especially when friends ask me, you know, about a relationship or if they're struggling about something, like I'll use real examples because I'm not ashamed to say, like, there were times where we were like, is this really going to work? Like, get out. I mean, I remember times where it was like, okay, like one of us has to get out. We literally didn't know where we were going to go. I mean, I remember thinking like, if I get out, where am I going to go? Because I'm not going to my parents' house. I'm going to go tell my friends that, like, I'm not going to sleep at my house today. I'm like, that's ridiculous. What am I going to go do? Like, a hotel? Like, I remember thinking, it's ridiculous. Like, no, Tracy, you have to stay here and make this work. And you're not going to make it work overnight. And, and that's where the commitment it. comes in. But that's where the commitment comes in. So I think, you know, being brutally honest with things and being open and saying, like, hey, like, full disclosure, like, we're not a perfect couple is huge. I mean, I remember in particular, I don't even know if we were married yet. And we were at a friend's house and we were like, I remember driving home and you saying something like, I just hope when we're 
older like they are, like we're happy like that. Like they're so happy. And I remember thinking, oh, that'd be pretty cool if people thought that about us. 14 years later and knowing everything we had to go through to get to maybe someone saying, I hope I'm happy like them. Like I want that person to know how hard it was. Yeah, you know, I want them to know. You know, secret sauce. It's not just friends. Like yeah. we, you know, I have no shame in saying that I see a therapist. I saw a therapist before I had kids, definitely after my second pregnancy. And I think that was some of the darkest times that we had. That was a really, really rough time. And we both talked to somebody together separately. You know, I still talk to somebody when I need to. Um, and just to have that external person to bounce things off of really, really helps. And I, like, I think that's the biggest thing. It, it, I want people to see that, yes, we're happy, but we're happy because we work at it. Because yes, we choose to work at it. it it's again, it, and I tie a lot of things into like health and wellness. You have to put in the work. Right. You know, you're not going to get any reward if you're not putting in the work. It's the same with the boys. Like we have to put in the work to make them see just how hard we're working to make this happen. We have to put in the work to make them understand that like life isn't easy. It's not going to be handed right. to you. You know, I remember telling Finn when when virtual schooling started that like he was in, in the fourth grade. I'm like, this is your job. I had no other way to relate it. Like I'm like, this is your job every day. Just like mommy and daddy go to work, now you're going to work. But your work is in your house, and it requires this computer. Yeah. And if you're not doing it, we're going to have a problem. Right. And he exceeded our expectations, yeah. you know. And, and this year he's he's doing really well with it too. Um, but if I just said to him, oh, just figure it out, or, right. oh, just, you know, this isn't important or something, then he would have never seen it. No, you have to have that sense of ownership. Yeah. And and I that's another important thing is that we both, I think, I mean, I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if I've ever like spoken about it in these terms. Like, I think that we both are committed to owning our marriage. Like, we are committed that we want this to work and we want to be happy and we want to keep growing. And, you know, we make plans for nine years from now when Pip can retire. And people are like, you're crazy thinking about that, making these plans. And we're like, no, like, this is a goal. It may not go exactly how we plan it out, but I think that's what keeps things interesting sometimes sure. because we have things to look forward to. But again, we put in the work because we want to own this for ourselves. Like we want it to be successful so that we can set an example for other people. We can set an example for our kids. You know, I always think it's unique in this day and age. Like we're married and we have two sets of parents who are, we are lucky enough to still have with us and they're both married, you know, and we have siblings who are all married and for the most part, I think they're happy. So <laughs> I think, you know, they're not saying you're doing a podcast about marriage, but I think they're pretty happy. But <clears throat> I think about it for our boys, like that, that it's a really good example. And that's why I think we're not being ashamed to say that it's not always easy. And, and you know, that it's true for all those happy pictures you see on Instagram. It's like, you know, two days before that, we may have been arguing and thinking about, you know, deleting all those pictures. but it never gets to that point because for as angry as you 
you can get about something, you remember that, no, 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 I want this to work. If, if I ever got to the point where I was like, I don't want this to work, like, that's or I don't want to play to work. Right. That's what and I think when, when I was in that dark postpartum depression time, that was a huge strain. You know, that's when the balance really shifted and I was taking a lot. I thought that it, that you were taking a lot from me, but like when I think about it, I was taking and taking and taking and it was just a terrible, terrible time. And I think if I didn't get back to the point where I wanted it to work, it would have been really super easy for either one of us to walk away. And when things get harder now, I know that I think about that and I'm like, well, wait a minute, like this is, let's put this in perspective. Like this is not as hard as that. So I know we can get past this because th that was a time where I think, I think it was very close to either one of us saying like, we're, we're not gonna do this anymore. Like this is really super hard. So I don't think since then anything has come that close. And I think it's like a good barometer. Yeah, like it's a good barometer to measure by that like, wait, is this really to, that yeah. bad? Because, you know, I hear things that like couples get angry about and they're like, you know, if he doesn't want to work on this, like, forget it. Like, we can just get a divorce. It's easy. We'll just get divorced. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, is this really that bad that like you want to get divorced over this? Like, and you don't want, or more, my question is always that you don't want to work on it. Exactly. You don't want to take your energy to put the work into it. And you think about how many people afterwards wonder, could we have fixed this? You know, why? Right. You know, because, yeah, it's, it's not good. And listen, there's a lot of people that get married and shouldn't stay together. Right. You know, for, for, Perfect. Yeah. You know, you need to make that decision. It's not a life decision to say you're not going to make this work anymore. You're not going to put in the effort to make this work. You're not going to change to make this work. And I think that's a huge part of it, too, is, is that growth and change. You know, I think we both accepted that we are going to continue to grow and change until the end. Right. You know, it's never going to be the same day twice. I mean, we, we just bought a half a cow yesterday of meat. Like, that's something new, isn't it? People are like, I bought a half a cow. I have eighty pounds of frozen beef to eat now. I'm so excited for it. But it's something we thought was a good idea. We give it a try. And, you know, that, that's, it's little things like that that we do together that make it to me exciting you know that keep it fresh and keep it changing and setting goals together you know that retirement goal everybody has a retirement goal but we want to actually make ours happen you know and, and it's it's going to be an interesting one and it's changed a few times and i think it will change again because who knows what could happen in, in nine years right. but we talk about it you know, it's not going to just sneak up on us tomorrow and be like, oh, hey, you're eligible to retire now. I mean, going back to like how we said, you know, not that we didn't think about getting married. I mean, we did. And like I said, we were older, so, we, you know, we thought about it. But I definitely think we have thought more uh, harder and more often about staying married. Yes. Yeah. Which I, which <laughs> I think this just occurred to me, like that's more, I think that that's more important. Yeah. Because I think when you stop thinking about being married and staying married, I think that's when things go awry. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you, you stop, stop putting in the work, you stop. Right. right. When you <laughs> stop thinking about how, 
am I happy or why am I here? Or and again, this is yeah. all this is all like subconscious thought almost, where like it's not an every moment of no, every day no, thinking no. about these things. No. You know, and again, that's she's saying on perfection. It's like People how we feel like you have to put on this this uh, illusion of perfection, right. you know, like we, we, I mean, it's like when we so talk far, about, you know, oh, one day we, we should really like get married again, like renew our vows, like do it, do it a different way. And I, I mean, I know I've thought about it and then like, you know, I probably could sit and write like some vows now where not that I didn't love you 14 years ago. No, I did. And I wanted to marry you and I knew you, but I know you so much better now. Like I think about when people write their own wedding vows. Like, but how do you know? Like, I, I'm not a prolific writer. I, I, I have a really hard time writing my emotions down. So I always thought like writing vows would be really difficult. It was very easy for us to say, no, no, no we're just going to use the God ones and like, we'll do the church ones and, you know, take out the word obey, but otherwise we'll do everything else. And I, now I think like if we were to do something like that again, I would be so much better at putting it in words because there's so much more and again yes 14 years of nonsense but it's just it's a whole different world because 14 years ago we would have been making promises to each other for let's just say right. the next 14 years right where now we can take the experiences of those 14 years and make a commitment to each other that is to just keep doing it yeah yeah and, and I mean, we didn't know what we were going to do 14 years ago. Yeah, we we're going to be married. I don't know what we're going to do. Where now it's like, no, we know what we're doing. And we're pretty good at it. We think. Yeah, <laughs> we think like, we are. Let us know in the comments. Yes. Again, like <laughs> doing this podcast, he was like, are you crazy? We're going to sit there and talk about being married. And I'm like, I think we're pretty good at it. <laughs> it's kind like, of a skill we I've seen other people enough. talk about being married. And like, I think we're just as good, if not better than that. And we're constantly trying to make it better. Like, I think that, and that's, that's what exactly. we always go back to. Changing her. Like, I mean, again, our wedding, our renewal of vows, whatever the F you call these things that we've spoken about, will look absolutely nothing like that church wedding we had 14 years oh, ago. Oh, I can't wear the dress from the box? Oh, you can wear the dress from the box. There's a tie moving the box but you know, we actually haven't moved that to dress. We actually box. haven't moved the box since we moved to this house. Maybe I moved it once. Come to think of it, it went from a different show. But again, it would be so different, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we were just talking even yesterday. We were talking about uh, uh, our religion, and, and we both grew up in, in uh, extremely Catholic families. I guess is a very good way to put it. Committed, Committed Catholic, Catholic families. families. And Tracy and I and, and our children are not a committed Catholic family. Um, we don't do, you know, uh, we don't do church. We don't do Sunday. the thing, you know. Yeah, we don't we do We talk that. a lot about we, it, but we don't. We just don't. It's just not something that we we do. Um, and that's okay. You know, that's something we've yeah. grown and changed, and we're both okay with it. Um, our parents may not be a hundred percent okay with it, but. It, my parents aren't a hundred percent with me having an arm full of tattoos either. Like there's things that you just have to know that you need to be happy yourself. You can't make everyone else happy. Um, and we've been fortunate to have life experiences through our careers to learn things like that, to have tragedy befall us in our careers. Um, I think as much as I make the joke about 
I guess 555 being like, you know, like it's bat falling into our laps mm -hmm. was one of the it was best. a turning point. Yeah, it, it was a huge turning point for us and just what has occurred to both of us because yeah. of 555, not just me, um, and even to our children, you know, yeah. for, for them to see me succeeding in ways and me tell them that like I never thought I could do this, but right. I am. Well, again, um, it goes back to like what I said, like I, I, it goes back to seeing you be that person and, you know, kind of sitting on the sidelines and watching it happen, but knowing that, you know, I, it sounds boastful or whatever, but I don't think if, if you didn't have us, if you didn't have me, I don't think it would have all happened the same. No, like not, not you know what I mean. You I, wouldn't I, I, have the same never, perspective, yeah. right? But you wouldn't have the same perspective. You wouldn't have the same, you know. It's just again, like life wouldn't have happened the same way. Yeah. And sometimes that's what you need to tell yourself. Like I need to tell myself sometimes. Like I no, as much as I am not a five 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 person and you know I'm not out there talking to people and I'm not making your travel arrangements and you know doing all that stuff I am as integral if not as integral as all those people because I'm ultimately the one that has to listen to it all of the time has to deal with all of the ramifications of every emotional little thing for as unemotional as you get about those things sometimes but so in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, no, like I'm really important to this mission. Even though you don't say that a lot. You're correct. Uh, well, now I have to say it more, right? No, kind of no but again, it, it, but it's I think in a relationship, yes. like that's something that I, you know, it's like people like you, you know, I have friends who all the time say, like, you, you let him travel like that? Like, Everybody sucks. He works 24 hour shifts. I'm like, no, no, no. The 24 hour shifts are fantastic. I'm like, you should try it sometime. <laughs> but he works 24 hour shifts and, and, and you have to take care of the kids and he's not home and blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to let him travel for five days every month. And I'm like, yeah. Because how many times have I told you, like, I'm not going to be that wife that says no. But that's almost like a joke, too. Like, because I, I'm not going to deny yeah. that for you, but I also have been the one to say sometimes, like, I don't think this one is a good idea. Yeah. It's rare, but there were times like, uh -huh. when you were back traveling, and there were times even during this that I'm like, don't think that's a good idea to do. Well, I think or, too, you know, you can't have a phone call right now. That's so, yeah, and that's the other, again, part of, of And you don't hate me for it. Being successful is being able to bounce ideas right. off you. You know, do I take this opportunity? Do I not take this opportunity? Do we take the not-for-profit in this direction now? Do we go in this direction now? You know, and having that honest feedback, because again, you live with me, you live, you live this life, even, you know, with the size up, you know, there was a plan for the size up uh, eight months ago that right now is not even, uh, I don't want to say we threw it out, but it's impossible to do. You right. know, that the plan that we had as a, as a group to, to take things to a whole new level just is not gonna work. And it sucked because that was a solid three months of my 
wasted time and some other people's wasted time. But it's not because she learned so much more. And, yeah. Yeah. It, it's it was an, it's a, just adjustments. It's a, it's it. It's adjustments and having you be able to pivot with me on that and even sometimes tell me you have to pivot on this it is a great thing. And that's another key, I think, to the success of being able to pick. I mean, kids, how many people <laughs> think their kids are going to be this way? This is what my kids can do. And uh, I'm here to tell you that that didn't even happen. You can have dreams for your kids. I know you get that. That we, I have some friends. I have a fair, we have a fair amount of friends who just had babies in the past uh, couple, couple of yeah. weeks, yeah. You know, more or less yeah. than weeks. And, and, and definitely some folks that are going to be having them soon because <laughs> nine months. <laughs> That nine month, you know, you've been on lockdown period, it's coming, quarantine baby's coming. But, you know, you look in that baby's eyes, and I remember looking in his eyes, looking in the eyes, and it's all going to be this way. And guess what? Definitely not. They definitely have their own plan. Yeah, and, and you got to roll with it sometimes. Like, it's, it's, it's an experience for sure. But the, that pivoting, that being able to pivot as a couple, as a person, you know, your internal pivot is huge. Um, and you can take that through your personal life. You can take that through your career. You know, in, in the fire service, we talk about, you know, changing our attack mode in a fire. That saves people's lives. You know, that, that's something that a, a, someone at a chief level in a, in a fire has to say, nope, all you guys have to come out. We're going to do things differently. And, and trust me, I'm the guy that's coming out. And I'm like, boss, we can do this. And then I turn around and look at the building and I'm like, <laughs> boss, you just saved my life, right? But that, that's the same thing that you can rely on your partner for, your friends. You need to be able to have those people in your life to do that. Um, and I'm really fortunate to have Tracy, and I am really fortunate to have some other people who've come into my life um, a lot through 555 um, that, that, that do that for me. You know? And, yeah. And, and even in, a, in odd terms of events, even some of them do that for Tracy. You know what I mean? Like where, where they, they've helped her with things. So it's a thing that you have to keep an open mind about everything. I think that's what we we initially, when we had hatched this half, what happened was, you know, I think that's what this really based off of saying, like, let's do this and let's talk about having an open mind and let's talk about some things that keep us sane. And, and we're definitely getting on a longer 75 minute mark here as I'm looking at the yeah. clock. Like, we try to, I try to keep these about an hour, but this is my wife. <laughs> so it's a whole new world, and I am uh, grateful and humbled that Tracy wanted to do this with me. Like it, it, it's, and how much you spoke. I feel like this was more your podcast than mine, like which is weird. But I guess that's how a good host lets their guests go. Right? And trying to listen to other hosts that have done a lot of podcasts to become a better one because I'm still learning this. But what what do you think your takeaway from all this? Today. Wow, I'm hoping people watch it and decide that maybe we have some good advice for people. Because <laughs> again, I because it's it's stepping out of your comfort zone, right? I wouldn't have done this with anybody else. I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. And I, I think if we, it's that validation. If we had, if we can help one person, it's you know. Like you said at the top of the podcast, we did that podcast with, with Dr. Justin, and I kind of thought it was kind of funny. Like, we just sat here talking. It was great. Yeah, I funny. said, yeah, that was cool. We had a conversation with Justin. <laughs> if one person listens to it, that would be great. We know a lot of people listen to it, and we got, like, personal feedback on it. 
which I thought was huge. I was like, oh my God. I mean, I remember a friend called me and was like, oh, I listened to your podcast. Like, you and Pip were like super honest about stuff, and that's awesome. I was like, oh, you listen to it? Like, I didn't think people would actually listen. It's to crazy it. when people actually listen. Yeah. And I didn't think that we said anything crazy. I think that what comes through, and this is the hallmark of everything that you do that you don't realize sometimes, it's just pure honesty. Like, we're not sitting here making anything up. Like, our kid woke up and came out here and was like, yeah, okay, mommy, now they're talking to themselves. Like, it's just what we do. So I'm hoping that people just see that we're genuinely honest and that... Unapologetically it, honest. Yes. Right? And that, you know, yes, I live with him and he's like this all the time. Like, literally, it's just what you see is what you get. And it has made me a better person and it's made me think differently about a lot of things. But I think also it over the years that we've been together, you have come to think differently about a lot of stuff because, you know, I always say you, I'm the pessimistic one, you're the optimistic one. And somehow we wind up just driving that middle road most of the time. Thank God, because if it was all your way, we would and crash and burn. Yeah. Could never be, would never be, be, I don't know, in debt, like living in a trailer somewhere. And if we were like all my way, you know, we wouldn't have an entire half a cow in our full freezer right now. <laughs> so it it just it you works. That balance needs to somehow come, even though some days it's it's over on her side, even though some days it's over on my side. And the opposite is of it, you know, people yeah. say all the time, like, you guys can't be married. Like, oh, we are. Like, no, we're really, you know, legally in the state of New Jersey, <laughs> we have this piece of paper. You know, it's funny. It. Like, you know, I think we both kind of, when we meet people that we don't know and they're going to meet the other half of us, we have like warnings attached. It's you a know, unique like, experience. <laughs> you know, my wife has purple hair. Well, you know, my husband's nine inches shorter than me and has a mohawk. Don't worry, that would be him when you meet him. It's, you know, it's that walking down the road and people recognizing Pip and then being like, oh, wow, like, that's really his wife. Like, I remember being self conscious about that. And now it's like just kind of funny. I think I like it when people are like, Mrs. Pip, I'm so excited <laughs> to meet you. Like, because again, like, I share everything, everything on my personal social media, but like, you know, Obviously, my family is a big part of what, what keeps me going, and I, I try to bring that through, you know, when I'm, when I'm, I guess the word's educating, when I'm teaching people about how yeah. to be prepared and how to be ready, how yeah. to, even though I feel like I'm not that successful in life, I guess that's part of what I teach in, in, in what this whole podcast is about, is how to become. You know, like, yeah. you, like, it's not really like you are successful, it's how to become, because I'm still trying to chase that. You know, we, we talked about that. Um, yeah, in all different things. It's, it's kind of like compartmentalizing, but not, you know, I guess, I hope people listen and think that we have valid interests and ideas, so then we could maybe do one about, you know, how we have this unique thoughts about parenting sometimes. Parenting would be an interesting yeah. one for sure because we have a lot we of opinions. We definitely came from <laughs> divergent backgrounds. And we have a lot of opinions <laughs> about how we see other people parent these days because it 
Yeah, and we have two very unique and different children. Yes, we are. Yeah. And, and maybe if this is successful and, and I can keep podcasting <laughs> rolling, I'll get a few more chances, we'll and then you could come back. We'll see. How about that? Maybe we'll, we'll see how. Uh, see how. We'll see what Jeremy back. thinks, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, he runs the show. I guess he's the boss of the podcast. But I really would like to end on Finn's. Uh, Finn's parting words for all of his videos. You like this video? So, or one. So, thanks for listening or watching wherever you are. Um, uh, again, I, I really do appreciate it, and I really have to thank National Fire Radio, Jeremy and Bob and Seb Tucker, um, now Heather. Um, their latest episode with, with Deputy Chief Turpak um, is a great episode. Um, not just for, for firefighters or people in the emergency services, but for anyone, because Chief Turk Pat has a wealth of experience in the fire service, but he translates that really well to life. And, and I got a lot from that episode personally, um, and I've learned a lot from him over the years. I mean, I've said it a few times, but it's probably one of the main reasons I got promoted is because I took his promotional <laughs> prep classes. Um, and that's like a plug for him. But again, National Fire Radio has been extremely supportive of the mission of 555 Fitness of PIP, of the PIPs, and, and what we can do. Um, so give them a like and a follow and li listen to their episodes too. Um, I'm gonna keep trying to, to keep the size up going, get us back up and running. Um, it's gonna look a little different for sure, but hey, that's what happens in life. I mean, it's 2020, right? Like everything should look different. Maybe, <laughs> who knows? What, what, maybe I'll even get a different haircut. Probably not. Probably not. That's a good vibe. But um, again, thanks for tuning in. Thank you to Mrs. Pitt for coming. This Thanks for letting me walk out the door. Yeah. You got to come out into the garage, <laughs> the garage studio. We used to call it Jeremy's the she shit. This is this is Pitt's pain pit too. So, um, and as Tracy said, you know Finn when he was little decided he wanted to make some videos because he was watching some kids on YouTube. So we always say, if you like this video, give me two, two thumbs up, up or maybe one. one. Uh, peace out. Bow peace bow. Out. Bow bow. I have no idea. <laughs> See you later. See you later. It's been fin again. <laughs> um, but again, thanks for joining us. Episode eight of the size up. Uh, see you soon. <laughs>